Season 4, Episode 12, Tips for Holiday Hostessing with Courtney Whitmore. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Millennial Homemakers Podcast, your resource for all things home, hostessing, and more. We're your hosts, Jackie Alexander and Jacqueline Humble. Today is a very exciting episode. We have one of my favorite Instagram accounts to follow on, which is Courtney Whitmore from Pizzazzery. And Courtney is a four-time author and Southern food and entertaining blogger. And I actually pulled your book, I Have Pizzazzery Entertaining Style, that I think I got last year around Christmas time. Was it like on sale for Black Friday or something like that? Um, So welcome, Courtney. And I love this book. I like had to pull it out of one of my styled vignettes because it's so cute. The binding has like pink and orange. I love it. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, the book released last fall. So um, lots of people found it under their Christmas tree around Christmas, Mm -hmm. but it was exciting to create. And I'm just glad to be here and chat with y'all today. We're so excited to have you. And let's just get right into it and tell us a little bit about how Pizzazzery got started and what got you interested in entertaining and cooking. Yeah. So I kind of always watched my mom Um, set gorgeous tablescapes for the holidays and throw parties, cocktail parties. And I was kind of always the little one, you know, in the kitchen kind of watching it all. And um, I wouldn't say that I was enamored with it then, but I do think I sort of osmosis style picked a lot of it up because right out of grad school, I um, had a townhome at the time that had a dining room and I'd been in an apartment that had like a small one. But for th- at this point in time, I had like a real dining room all to myself. And I threw a Halloween party and loved it so much. But what I loved the most um, was actually setting the table and having a space of my own to entertain in. And mm-hmm. I um, invited girlfriends over and threw dinner parties and just mm-hmm. repeat loved it, like loved everything about it. And I mean, obviously I loved the party, but I just got into creating recipes for that were themed and holiday parties. And and so then I just wanted to share pictures back with my mom or like her friends or whoever. So I started kind of a awful at the time looking website, um, <laughs> uh, you know, like person one, um, eight years ago to share those photos. And I never thought it would ever be a full-time job. I, mm-hmm. Blogging was in its infancy then. Um, and so I just threw those pictures up and kind of got like a pretty bad logo off Etsy. <laughs> like slapped it up there. I don't even know what I was even thinking it would be. Um, but I loved URLs were all taken just as they are now. So I um, created the word pizzazzery from the words pizzazz and patisserie, like little sweets. And so pizzazzery was born. And um, then it just kind of grew from there. So I loved sharing the pictures. And then I started getting some more work and doing some local TV around kind of holiday entertaining. And it just grew from there. And I'm so thankful that I get to do what I love every day. And it just sort of morphed from my love of entertaining, I guess, my early 20s. And yeah, now here we are. A lot of the early bloggers got started because there was really, I mean, people, I never imagined that you could do that for a living. So that. Yeah, I still think my parents don't understand how I make money. (laughs) They're like, we sent you to grad school for what? Like, what are you doing? Like, I was working at Vanderbilt. I went there and then I just stayed on after I graduated and worked in their career center 
and it was salaried and it had health insurance. And my uh-huh. parents were like, that's a win. And so mm-hmm. of course, you know, like six months after I started full time, I was like, I'm going to quit. And they're like, you're going to what? You know, like, no, you're not. No, like, yeah, I am actually going to walk in there and just quit. And so, and my dad's like a, he was a CPA. He's like very uh-huh. like conservative mm-hmm. mindset. Like, you know, you have a good job, like you have health insurance. And I literally walked in and said like, I'm out. <laughs> so, um, but I knew at the time that if I, I was kind of growing it in the evenings, like working really hard. Mm-hmm. And I knew I needed more time and I knew I didn't have little ones. Not that you can't do start something when you do have little ones at home, but I knew I, you know, I, I wasn't married at the time I was dating my husband now. And, um, I thought, gosh, if this is the time that I, I could pull it off, it's now because I don't have a lot relying on me. And mm-hmm. so like, let's go. And so, um, I'm thankful that I disliked my job at the career center <laughs> because if I, if I had kind of liked it a little bit, like I'm afraid I'd still be doing it, you know, but <laughs> right. um, thankfully I didn't yeah. like it. And so thankfully we're all here, but it is kind of how a lot of the bloggers got started. We just didn't really know what we were doing. And then all of a sudden the business kind of morphed around, mm-hmm. um, those early bloggers. And now there's so many and it's so great. And it's such a wonderful industry and it moves a little fast, but, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I get to work for myself. So I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, that's so awesome. So something that we ask everyone that we have on is we talk about personal style a lot and we encourage our listeners to choose three words to describe their style. So what three words would you use to describe yours? And this can be either like home decor, strictly, or fashion. I think personal style is a very broad term. Fashion, I would be like a snuggie. That's my personal (laughs) fashion word. No, I'm kidding. Um, so I would say vibrant because I use a lot of color and I'm just not afraid of it. Um, the grays and the neutrals are really popular now in home decor. And I use them in my home mostly just to have um, basic backdrops for changing out photo type things. But I um, I love anything vibrant. Um, every season I can pull colors in and make it pretty. And I just feel like parties are so pretty when they're vibrant. Um, the second one I would say Southern. I feel like all the events I do are infused with recipes I grew up enjoying. And so they're all Southern. I grew up in Charleston, South Carolina for my first half of childhood and Raleigh, North Carolina for the second half of childhood. So it is not unheard of for me to take the scissors outside and clip the magnolia leaves and come put them on the Christmas table. So mm-hmm. those kind of Southern touches are just sort of second nature to me. Um, and I would say timeless, um, though a lot of my tablescapes are kind of modern looking and, and more co- even just a little bit newer as I try to stay with different trends and show people different things. I do like a timeless look. I like something that uses, you know, your grandmother's china and her silver or whatever it is you have from from past generations and um just to kind of create a timeless look that you know, your children would love to kind of use those same items to set their Thanksgiving or Christmas table, you know, two, 20 years from now or something. So vibrant, Southern and timeless, I would say are my three. I love I like that. that. Those are so fun. And yeah. I think that's probably why I like your Instagram so much. And I just love your style because I, uh, Jackie and I are both from Augusta, Georgia. And then now I live in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So I feel like vi- we're in the same yes. you know, Southern mm-hmm. region. So that Charleston influence is definitely yes. there. So that's, yes. <laughs> I just love all of your tablescapes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's fun. I'm, I'm pretty sure my child has no idea what holiday it actually is these days. <laughs> But eh, like part of the course, she just has to like get used to it. So, um, but I just love it and it's so fun and um, it's a crazy job, but I really enjoy it. So now that you're a dog mom and an actual mom, has that changed how you inter- 
maintain and decorate at all? Or are you kind of, you know, just the same person that you have been and it's just morphed over time? I definitely think it's changed a little bit. I mean, logistically, sometimes <laughs> sometimes I put like little bowls of truffles around a table, but like now they go in the center, right? So the dog yeah. can't get them or the kid can't get yeah. them. So like logistically, those kind of things are a little different. Um, and then I, I would say I plan, like we just had children leave our house doing some gingerbread houses and I was laying out a table runner and I thought, don't make it too long on the end. The kid's going to grab it and yank it. Mm-hmm. So just my mind is always thinking of like that, that child's not going to be able to reach that glass of orange juice, you know, they're going to tip it. And so I just think being an actual mom, I try to think of all the scenarios so that we don't have like a disaster in the middle of something. Um, I also think it's helpful to have little, like I always used to do appetizers and little tiny bites, but now with kids, I'm thinking, okay, what's actually easy for them to eat? as they like run around a house and what's, you know, don't serve them something that's difficult. I used to style a lot of kids parties before I had kids. And um, I used a lot of like glass apothecary jars and I I still sometimes use those, but I try now to use things that aren't going to break and um, different things like that. And the dog mom, oh gosh, I don't know. George is, um, if you watch my Instagram, George is like a mascot um, for my Instagram page Uh basically. But um no, I mean, it really hasn't changed much. I throw him a birthday party every year, but besides that, he hasn't he hasn't changed my decorating style too much, except for he literally will steal things again. So mostly it's just things that need to be stored away from little hands and dogs. And I'm trying to think of like random, like there's um like certain kind of sago palm that's like, you know, poisonous yes. to dogs. So I, yes. so you have to kind of like adjust your florals, adjust the foods. Um, but besides that, they just kind of come along for the ride and, um, you know. Yes, when I was shopping for our house and I wanted a bunch of house plants, the mon is it like the monstera plants with the beautiful leaves with like the holes in them? And like I read online and they're very poisonous. I have a cat and then three dogs, so we have a herd. No, no. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. And I was reading stuff and it's like, oh well, this palm will if they chew on it, they might just go to sleep. I'm like, that sounds so sad. Sago. It's gotta be (laughs) yeah, it's like the seeds of the sago palm. And they're like so gorgeous and I love them and I want them like flanking my front door and my mother's like, no, you can't, you know? Um, so I think you, you just sort of like think of things that are going to like choking hazards, but besides that, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully the inner my entertaining style will keep on morphing. And as Blakely grows up, hopefully she will enjoy it and get into it and we'll see. We love all of your tablescapes and your party decorations, but I know this is something that Jackie and I both struggle with is do you have any tips for organizing all your decor? And do you have like an inventory system? I think that you have a pantry or closet, if I'm not mistaken, that I've seen you post on Instagram. Okay. So what what tips do you have? Because my dining room is over... I know this is hard because I'm not the normal person because I hoard these things to like the utmost extent. But I um, I actually have a back small garage that we turned into a prop room and lined it with um, like shelving units um, for all the plates and the ribbon and the napkins. It's like I've been halfway embarrassing, but and it's like part of the job. So. But nobody else really should have that. And if they do and they don't do this for a living, then I like <laughs> slightly. But if you didn't have this, like most people would not want that. Um, I would, my mother, this is kind of what I watched her do. And this is going to mm-hmm. sound crazy. But if once you've maxed out any sort of sideboard or hutch or shelving mm-hmm. units in your dining room, um, and there usually aren't very many of those, then what do you do? So I, um, 
usually the pantry is taken with food and usually and you might have like one shelf, but you're not going to have a lot. And usually guests like closets and guest rooms, I mean, are already probably overflowing with everything else you think you're like supposed to keep. So I always get under bed storage containers and stack plates like in eights. Mm. Like I usually have eight of whatever plate oh, and then I just smart. slide things under. And it's weird to like go into a bedroom and like pull out this under thing and like there are all these napkins and plates, but at least I can get to it easily. And I know they're not up on some high thing where they're going to fall and break and glassware. I'll just lay flat um, in like those sliding under bed things um, because then you know, you can get to it. Like I said, now I have like a whole big embarrassing <laughs> setup, but, but typically I feel like you're going to have to find an unusual space in your home because the typical closets and pantries and sideboards, they're probably full or they're full with things like a coat closet should be full with and not like dishes, you know, popping out. But right. growing up, my mother had them coming out of every which way. And my father was <laughs> like, what is happening here? And um, so then she kind of tried to wrangle them under one of the guest room beds. But it is a little awkward and it can be hard to organize. But I think if you keep your standard white plates and dishes kind of out for everyday use and then have all your stuff organized, um, you know, by holiday and kind of stacked together, I organize it by color. It's kind of where mm-hmm. my brain works. But um, hopefully that's helpful. I had like every single American Girl doll growing up. And so I have all of those under a bed because I don't want them in the attic in the South where they could like melt and I'm saving them for like a daughter or a niece. So to me, it wouldn't be as weird to like have plates under there because I already have a ton of Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Rubbermaid containers, like you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. If you see cute monogram napkins, like you have to have them. You just have to figure out where to store it. I mean, you just make it work because yeah. I can't say no to these things. But sometimes it's just going to have to be in, um, you know, a little bit of a unique situation. And you find, I mean, if you have one of these gorgeous walk-in pantries, mm-hmm. then yes. like, that's amazing. I do not. So, I mean, I have the prop room, but as far as pantry, I barely have room for food in my house. So if I would, I would be someone who would have to use under the bed, but you just kind of have to find a spot for it and you tell your husband or your roommate or whatever, don't touch my party stuff. And then <laughs> there, there you have it all together. No, I think that's very helpful because our listeners are obviously interested in this. And so mm-hmm. I think that most of our listeners are probably a little bit like us and less than the norm. <laughs> like yes. you can't walk away from like that Target cake yes. stand or like home yes. goods. And we you're like, like oh, I gotta have it. too much. <laughs> Yeah. So like, yeah, you can have it. I'm an enabler. Like you can buy it. You just have to kind of like gather it in unusual locations. But if that's, and like cake stands, maybe they all go in a separate location, but um, keep them where, you know, you can get to them and they're not going to break. And then just Mm -hmm. like I said, keep the kids away from it and the friends and the husbands and the, and then you'll be ready to party. (laughs) So what's your favorite holiday to decorate and entertain for? Uh, I feel a little cliche saying Christmas. Um, really, all of them. I, I love all the holidays. <laughs> I really think Christmas is probably my favorite. I know we're headed right into it, so it seems okay. crazy. But when when else does everybody get into the mm-hmm. festive mood? I mean, Valentine's Day, I love a good Valentine's Day girls party. But the average Joe is like a party for like, what do you like? They forget about it till the day of, and they have to get, you know, a card for their loved one. So I feel like the Christmas season, everybody else is already into it, and people are sharing tablescapes and setting them that don't normally even do that. And so that's probably why I love it the most is because everybody is into it. And it's like, this is my like weird hobby, but for one month out of the year, everybody gets into it. And so that's probably my favorite because you get to decorate the rooms and the house too. And, um, 
So I definitely think that's that's probably and everybody kind of gets time off so everybody can come. Yes. I feel like if I'm like I'm now hosting a St. Patrick's Day dinner party, they're like, why? <laughs> you know, but I mean, I do these things, but <laughs> um, but Christmas is definitely it or New Year's. Sometimes I feel like people forget about New Year's mm-hmm. and everybody's with their families at Christmas, and so to try to get if it's not family, like if you're trying to get your friends or you know couples together, good luck um, yes. because you know this person's out of the town for the everybody's busy football, whatever. Um, I feel like the night before New Year's Eve is when I like to throw. Um, mm-hmm. Last year, we got together at a friend's house and did a game night. It's the night before New Year's Eve because you don't have to pay a blooming fortune for a babysitter and mm-hmm. you don't have to try to deal with like, you know, traffic out at late at night or expensive costs, out eating out or whatever. The night before New Year's Eve, no one does anything. And so mm-hmm. I feel like it's such a fun time to throw a party because you'll usually get a pretty good turnout. Um, everybody kind of appreciates it. It's like you've had five days at home after Christmas to like sit around and look over it and you're like tired of family. So that new year, the whole, the whole Christmas season, but I kind of love new year's. So I yeah. do too. Uh, my husband and I throw a new year's party every year, usually with Jacqueline and her husband. And we just get as many people together as possible for a game. It's night, usually. A game night. Yeah. It's always yeah. a game night. And she makes a really good spiked hot chocolate. Oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I think I'm going to do a game. I'm kind of due in my group of friends to host the game night. And so I'm thinking I'm going to do around New Year's because, mm-hmm. you know, like get the little ones to bed and like, what else do you do? Like TV's so awful at New Year's. Right. And I'm kind of over the bar scene. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been there, done it. It doesn't really, I, I'm more into being able to be creative. And so, mm-hmm. especially like now that I have a house and I'm not, when I was in an apartment, it was hard, you know, but right. now that I have a place to entertain, I definitely love to do that. So um, New Year's, Eve or those days kind of between those like awkward days where everybody's just taking down Christmas decorations and you're like totally over your family. Like, get me out of here. Those are when you can kind of focus on that. Also helps you clean the house for Christmas after mm-hmm. Christmas. Is if you're gonna throw true. a party. Yes. That is the fastest way to get that house totally yes. set is to throw a party. And then you finally hang that picture on the wall you've been meaning to do for like two years. Um, New Year's or throwing a party will help you get it done. And yes, so I the uh the wrapping paper that your dogs have ripped up, right, Jackie? <laughs> um, yes, that happens every year. And then the first time we threw it, I was like, we have to get these shelves up. And my husband was like, we can wait. I'm like, no, we're <sighs> putting these shelves up tonight. I'm going to decorate them before everyone gets here. And it got done. Yeah. I mean, I really need to wallpaper my daughter's bathroom. And I'm trying to figure out if like I can use that. Like, <laughs> we need to get that done. And then he's going to be like, there's no one up there. Like, I don't care. It's like looming over me. So, oh, yeah, so, yeah. so my grandmother always said that, like the, the best way to clean your house and get it all finished is to throw a party because it'll force mm-hmm. you to do it. And, um, but New Year's is just the best. I love Christmas parties, but like I said, it can just be a little tricky. I like the decorating of the tables the most at Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's usually more on the family side because trying to get friends together during the holidays yes. is a little wild, but Mm-hmm, um, New Year's, you're you're definitely done with family. Then, so <laughs> bring on the friend parties. And one party that I love that you did, um, which is like part of the reason Jackie and I, we both we just have dogs. We don't have kids yet, and um, and we've always talked about like, oh, we can't wait to have a kid because we want to decorate nurseries. <laughs> but yes. you like we're not ready for the kids part yet. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. you just want, that's kind of like, how I was. Yeah, but. Um, you make me want to have kids because I want to throw their birthday parties. And you mm-hmm. threw your daughter, Blakely, did like a golf-themed party this yeah. year. And yes. we're both from Augusta. So that totally yes. resonated with me for sure. So talk a little bit about that because that was the cutest yeah. party. I kind of go overboard, but I also just like <laughs> – I don't even apologize for it. My friends come and like the very first year, their eyes were like, oh, my God, we're having it at the jump place next week. And I was like, don't worry about it. Like you will not hear me be like, where are the favors? Like I'm not like that. I 
I, it's, I selfishly do this for me. Yeah. It brings me joy to mm-hmm. browse Pinterest and like order things that are like matching striped tablecloths, mm-hmm. making like <laughs> DIY golf flags. Like it's for me. Yes. Blakely loves it. But, um, <laughs> but a child would love like going to the dollar spot at target and like picking something out. Like the, the child's going to be happy no matter what you do for their birthday. They just like to be able to have a cake or something. But, um, and so I always say people look at it and go, how, you know, I can't believe you go that crazy, you know? And I, I think this is, this is totally like the culmination of what I do mixed with my personal life. And so mm-hmm. I love it. I usually start in January and her birthday is in April and I start <laughs> thinking about it. We already actually, that's a lie because it's, <laughs> currently November. And I know I have half the party done um, for <laughs> April, but um, also George's is in February and his is mostly done. But I just, I get into it because it's just, it's a creative outlet for me and I love it. And um, you know, this year was golf. My husband's a golf pro and um, four, like when you know, I yell four, I really know nothing actually about golf. <laughs> he turned four and they yell four and um he tried to teach me once on our honeymoon, but I thought we were going to get annulled because like you can't teach someone, you know, you're that close to like, I was no, not taking, I didn't no. pick it up very well. Okay. So it's like, Courtney, you'll love not. this. My husband used to be a pro cyclist and I can't even ride a bike. Oh so <laughs> it's, like I mean, it's, bad. it's the irony of my life. So <laughs> yes, like I can't do it. Like know your strengths, you know, like that's not one of mine. Um, but we did the golf theme. I just love it. I love it so much. I mean, she, like I said, would be happy if I was like, here's a piece of cake. But I hope that one day she'll look back at these photos and adore them and kind of pass on the tradition of these parties. And at some point she's going to be like, mom, I want to go to the jump place. I'm like, I'll be like, all right, fine. You know, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it now. And I only have one child, so it kind of makes it a little easy to just kind of put all my eggs in the basket and, um, and the dog. He gets a party every year also, but I love um, that. I really just, I really just enjoy it. And I think if, you know, some people like knit and some people, I don't know, like what are hobbies? Like I, this is my hobby. Um, and so I feel like if it, if you love what you're doing and just, you know, the a child's birthday party is just the best. And um, it's fun. They kind of get into it. And decorating her nursery was fun, too. Y'all will have a lot of fun with that. Yes, I'm excited about that. Okay, so getting into like holidays and things like that, because we have a lot of our listeners, it's their first time hostessing this year, or even just kind of having a bigger role. So what is your go to dish to make for a party, either holiday, or just like if you get invited to a potluck? What is your dish? Um, I do have one. And it's actually in the recipe is in the book, but I'll try to kind of describe it. So if you don't have the book, you can um, like kind of make it from whatever, hopefully I'll describe it well. So they're toasted pimento cheese cups. And most people, pimento cheese, well, y'all are from Augusta, so you might like pimento cheese, but most people are kind of like, no, I don't like that, including my husband, until you try these. And then you're like, oh my God, pimento cheese is my favorite. So I like them, A, because they're little and bite-sized. And I think that's perfect for parties, especially like if you're going to a game night or something, you're not requiring the the host hostess of that house to like go get out some knife and cutting board for you or go get out like some casserole dish or something. It's, it's easy. You're, you're just taking it and they're ready to go. And they're a little tiny, like basically you take white bread. You could use wheat um, and little round cookie cutters and you cut out little rounds and you butter them and you put them down in a mini muffin and you bake them without anything in them. And then they come out and then you fill them with pimento cheese, which there's a recipe in the book, but I'll also tell you that 
I think it's sold in most grocery stores, but it's called Palmetto cheese. It's, that's the best. my favorite. We love <laughs> yeah, it. I think we've so talked good. about it on so, here before. Yes. It's the best. Like, I buy the giant one at Costco and just it's like so snack good. On it. And we're snobby so can, because we're used to the Augusta National Palmetto. Good. Yeah. So yeah. We're snobby. <laughs> so if y'all like this, I feel I feel yes. validated. Yeah. Um, 100%. So, so I just scoop that in these already kind of toasted little bread bites, and then I put them on a baking sheet and rebake them. And so the pimento cheese kind of melts and turns into almost like a like a hot dip consistency kind of. And then the toasted bread cups like double toast basically. They are so good and people are eating them who do not like pimento cheese and they're like they're gone. They're always the first thing gone. I just had a baby shower and it was the first thing gone. So those are definitely the go-to dish to make for a party. I think they're in the derby chapter. Um but oh, yeah, that- yeah, yeah, I think I have seen that. Yeah, but truly, like, they can be at any type of event. They're so dang good. So um, that is my go-to dish. But I'm also just not afraid to grab a box of brownie mix and jazz it up with, like, candy bars or marshmallows in the middle for Rocky Road style. Like, I'm not too good. I do have a brownies from scratch recipe on the blog, which I like. But sometimes you're just busy, and and it is okay to kind of semi-homemade something. So sometimes I'll do that. But yeah, those pimento cheese cups, y'all, make them. (laughs) Yeah, those sound so easy and so delicious too. Like melt in your mouth, delicious. So good. So this is going to be a loaded question, but if do you have like one big piece of advice for any hostess, especially if they're hosting for the first time? If you're hosting for the first time, my advice would be different than than a later hostess. But if you're hosting for the first time, my (laughs) advice would be don't feel like you have to do it all yourself. Not that if you're hosting, like if you're in your 40s or 50s, you should somehow manage to pull the whole <laughs> thing together like by yourself. But I do feel like a first-time hostess should not be afraid to outsource a few things. Mm-hmm. Now, typically I like to like do it all myself. And like, so nobody's bothered to like have to, you know, just bring you. They're like, what can I bring? I'm like, just you. But then all of a sudden you're like, hair's pulling out and you're like, oh my God, I can't do this. So you want it to be fun for you or else you're never going to want to do it again. Um, so don't be afraid to outsource some things. If you really want, if you really don't want to, cause I didn't want to, I usually outsource things that are just like simple, like send the husband or the, you know, father-in-law to go get ice, like, you know, give them the tasks that they're going to like excel at. Um, but don't be afraid to grab a few store-bought things. And then that way you have energy to focus on a few homemade things mm-hmm. like your shining star, you know, entree or whatever, then, you know, grab a store-bought pumpkin pie, like life will be okay. And guess what? They may not even know. Right. Um, one time my mom was so busy and she was throwing this dinner party and she committed and she didn't know what to do. And she was like knee deep in everything. And she's one that would like not let anyone bring anything. And she, I think it was a dinner party. It might've been a Thanksgiving. It was when I was younger, but I remember everybody was making over the macaroni and cheese. Like everybody's like, this is so good. Like, can I have this recipe? And she's like, oh, <laughs> and then finally we're like, no, really, what is this? And she, she's probably going to kill me. She doesn't really watch podcast, listen to podcasts. So hopefully I'm safe, but she <laughs> took, um, a Stouffer's mac and cheese and baked it and then poured that into like a white casserole dish and added like three or four different cheeses, like including pepper jack. I uh-huh. even feel like she might've added goat cheese on top. Like she did like dotted pieces of cheese and all these different types of cheeses, rebaked, like reheated that back up and people like lost their minds. <laughs> and so, you know what? Like if you have to do something like that, you know, uh-huh. it will be fun. So I think the first time hostess, do not be afraid to outsource a couple stuff. Like if it's salad, like give your mother-in-law a task, like it'll make uh-huh. them they won't be all over you because they did something, you know, and then just don't feel like you have to do it yourself. Like put all your eggs into, like I said, like one thing that you really are excited about. But if you try to divide and conquer, you'll uh-huh. sometimes lose your mind. Mm-hmm. So 
So. And I feel like if you um, make everything from scratch, then that one thing isn't going to be the shining star. So right, like, you true. know, you need to kind of focus like this is what I've made. And we also say I made it from scratch. I scratched the label off the box. So <laughs> that's amazing. Um, yeah. And also if you do that, like here's my one thing. If you buy something at a store, because I do that all the time, take it out of the container. Yes. Now, maybe you don't have to like pour it into a white casserole dish, but if you buy pie or cookies, I uh, hate when I walk in somewhere and they just have it like sitting in the container because yes. it's just, it's, it's so easy to take it out and put it on like a white platter. And if it's Christmas, like I said, like go clip some greenery mm-hmm. and it, or like grab some greenery off the tree and like tuck it around there or, or sprinkle some cranberries around sugar cookies. Um, even if it's just decor, like used as decor, because it just looks so much prettier mm-hmm. and took you four seconds and you still store bought it, but it's those little things that don't be afraid to buy from the store, don't be afraid to outsource. But then if your mother-in-law walks in with two bags of salad mix, grab a bowl real quick, kind of mm-hmm. froof it up a little bit. And then everybody kind of feels like they're sitting in some sort of magazine spread <laughs> and you're not, you know? So just kind of those little touches to kind of get rid of all the packaging. Absolutely. And that I kind of makes it look that. a little prettier. Totally agree. Yeah. yeah. So easy. Oh, am I the person? Okay, I think I'm supposed to ask the next question. <laughs> I got confused. Oh, wait, no. What was your second part of that? So oh, yes. if it's someone who's hosted before and maybe a little bit of a veteran, what advice do you have for them? Um, Don't try a bunch of new recipes all at the same time. So if you've done this a long time, you probably have your tried and true Um, don't feel like you have to venture too far away from those because everybody's going to love them and expect them. But if you're like, I'm bored, I want to try something new, pick one or two things new. Because if you try to do it all new and then they all don't work, if you need them all in the oven at the same time, and you kind of know how to work your routine. If you've, if you've hosted Christmas dinner for like 30 years, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, change it up, but just maybe swap out one recipe for something because you probably have the rest of it down pat and let, maybe let the table be the thing you, you change up. Um, because I feel like people love those, like, you know, your grandmother's recipes for Christmas or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember one year, my mom didn't serve, um, this brown sugar pie at Christmas and like the family like revolted. So, I mean, <laughs> maybe make, you know, if you've been doing this a long time, you kind of know what you're doing. Um, let the menu be the family's favorites, but change up the tablescape because that's an easy thing to change Mm -hmm. and color scheme. And it's fun. It kind of keeps it fun and different, especially if you have grandkids coming along or like you have nieces and nephews, do a little kid's table. It kind of lets it, gives you some variety, Mm -hmm. but you're not, you know, overwhelmed because you're just doing those same basic recipes that truly the family loves. We don't really eat that kind of stuff throughout the year, really. Like, a big old turkey and all that. So, um, you know, do those basics, but just change up a few things. Uh, that's such good advice. Mm-hmm. I've, I absolutely really love that advice because I have made that mistake on more than one occasion. And now you can oh, yes, like, me too. take out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I've been there. Been there, done that. Okay. So what, um, hostessing can be really stressful. So especially if you're a first time hostess, like we, I know mm-hmm. we've gotten some requests from some of our listeners. So how can you prepare in advance to make sure that the event is stress free? And I know you already mentioned delegating. I would straighten up, gosh, um, I would straighten up the house the night before mm-hmm. because the last thing you want to be doing is like knee deep in dust mm-hmm. vacuuming. So usually I'll straighten up the house and then anything that can be, we, I, I can talk about this later too, but like things to do the day before and day mm-hmm. of, but anything that can be done in advance, get it done. And then I usually figure out what I'm going to wear. Um, like the day before I just lay it out. Mm-hmm. The last thing you want to be doing is 
putting the final touches on a table or a bunch of food. And then you look down and you're like, Oh, great. Like how I, and then, cause that's just like the worst. Cause then you're just not confident. If you're like, when you know, you had four seconds to get ready. So I usually will like shower early, throw my hair kind of like in a loose bun and then get it all done and then take it down, finish the makeup, put on a dress. And then you kind of feel freshened up. Um, but you still got everything you needed to do done. Um, so Anything you can do, put post-it notes on um, platters, like this is going to go here, this is going to go there. Kind of walk through the party table again, remind yourself of what needs to be in the oven at what time, Um, those kind of things. Just kind of also, like I said, delegate. Don't be afraid to tell your husband, like the dog needs to like go on a walk right now. Like I can't take the barking and the child and like, I need one hour, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I do that all the time. I'll tell my husband, like, I just need one hour, you know? And then you can kind of get a lot done. Um, you don't have a hour. hour. Yes. It is. Yeah. So that's just kind of when you run around the house, straighten everything. Yeah. I would just make sure you have toilet paper. This sounds so silly. Make sure you have toilet paper in the toilet. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the bathroom, these little things that you feel like that's awkward. You have like a gorgeous dessert spread and then you turn around (laughs) and like don't have toilet paper. Just walk the house and kind of as a guest and just say, what do I need to kind of straighten up and do? But do a lot of that like the day before. Jackie, you're the queen of to-do lists. So I feel like all those things, like you have a note for everything. I need to be better at that. I do. Like mm-hmm. last last week, my aunt stayed with us for the weekend. And at work, like while I was like taking a break in between things, I wrote a note of everything that had to get done. I took a picture of it. I sent it to my husband. I said, you figure out what you're doing. I'll do the rest. But this is what has to get done tomorrow. Yes, that's awesome. Like I've posted notes everywhere. Mm-hmm. And usually, especially especially men, I don't know why. Like if I'll tell him to do something, he won't do it. But if right. I put it on a post-it and I like stick it on the refrigerator, he's like, oh man, like I'll go yes. do this, you know? So and I just feel like you got to write it down or you'll forget. And then you just don't want to be flustered. You just want to be able to enjoy it because hostessing can be fun, but um, you just kind of have to do a few things, you know, the days leading up, a few things the morning of, and then you too can enjoy it because you shouldn't have to be like the one that doesn't get to enjoy the fun too. So. Absolutely. And I love that you said walk your house as a guest because I feel like when you're hostessing and you're in your house, you're going to notice things that your guest necessarily won't. But if you go into that mindset of, I'm a guest here, then you don't feel the need to like scrub, you know, the refrigerator yeah. or whatever, because no one's going to notice. Yeah. Think about what rooms I have like a back den that is just like kind of dark and dreary. It doesn't get a lot yeah. of natural light. I don't know why. It's just kind of like, ugh. it's like where all the kids toys are. I literally close those. To- I pull those doors. Like mm-hmm. they don't need if they, if we had a video shoot here the other day and I'm thinking, how am I going to clean the house? And I just shut the doors, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody kind of has that one room. You like throw everything mm-hmm. in. Don't be afraid to just pull off parts of the house. Like if you don't want them wandering into your master bedroom, pull the door shut. Mm-hmm. You don't have to clean baseboards in like your, you know, child's bathroom, like just pull, just, you know, focus everybody where you want them to be and, um, light a candle, you know, just make it pretty and festive and, um, your guests will love it. And hopefully you will too. And you're not like losing your mind, which is key. (laughs) So you started to, to touch on this, but what tasks do you recommend doing the day before versus the day of? So most people um, would ha- usually have at least one oven. Some people have two. I had two till I never used them and wanted a microwave moved to the side of my where the kitchen is. And so I had to give up my double ovens. And um, sometimes I cry about that. But <laughs> basically, because I only have um, one, I have learned that a lot of the food has got to be prepared in advance mm-hmm. and just warmed. And mm-hmm. so it is really hard to cook all day long. You know, you may think, well, that takes an hour and that takes an hour. I'll be able to do X, Y, Z during that hour. You won't mm-hmm. because you'll be like, oh, shoot. Um, you know, I got to change the temperature down to this. And like, oh, shoot, that's starting to brown faster than I realized. And 
oh no, like how do I keep this warm? You'll be in that kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even when it's baking, you'll be like fussing and checking it because like what if you burn it? And so I think the best thing you can do is cook, pre-cook everything and then you're just warming because sometimes you can warm like multiple things all around like, you know, 225, 250. And that way you're not, oh shoot, that needs to be 75 minutes at 350, but this other thing needs to be at 425. And and that's hard. And so bake everything, cook everything as much as you can. Um, I'll even prepare like punch bowl drinks as much as I can too. And then just add in any sparkling additions. Sometimes there's like champagne in them. I'll add that at the end or club soda or something. So, and then put post-it notes on the platters they're going to go on so that you're not pulling out, you know, desserts and going, ah, like yelling at your husband to go get a plate or whatever. (laughs) So just think about, and that way you won't forget a dish. Like how many times before I had myself together, did I like open the refrigerator after the party and be like, oh, the salad, like just kind of have your little post-it note sitting around or like that, like $15 brie wheel I bought that now, you know, so, um, so like I said, the post-its, walking the house, cleaning the house the day before. Day of is truly like layout. What you're going to wear, make your bed. Sometimes I'll even, this sounds silly. Like I said, I'll pull my master bedroom door shut, but I'll make the bed in there just so I can like feel organized. Like mm-hmm. I'm one of those ones that like likes to have a li- I mean, granted there's like junk in my house and a mess, but I like to have a few things that feel like I'm like kind of put together. So I'll just kind of usually shower and do hair in the morning and then go in the kitchen, put everything in the warming, you know, warming oven, walk around the house, make sure everything's good, get music going, like the candle, um, that kind of stuff. Then go and change an hour before your party because inevitably every single time I've thrown an event, someone shows up like 25 minutes early and yeah. I really want to go to the door and be like, do you know what I do for a living? Like you're not supposed to show up till it's time. I'm still <laughs> proofing everything. <laughs> like I'm still, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to take an Instagram boomerang, but yes. I mean, someone will show up and it's, it's really awkward for you to be like, uh, just a second. I wasn't done yet. So now you're They're going to stand in your foyer and you're going to be in the kitchen finishing everything. So it's kind of, it is kind of frustrating, but you do have to kind of be ready 30 minutes before. <laughs> and so then if no one shows up and you're lucky, then like sit down and take a second for yourself. Um, but have yeah, everything. Sorry about that champagne ready. punch. Yes. <laughs> Get yourself a glass of something. And so you feel like you're kind of ready to party and you're not, your brain's not still like 350, take this out, turn this out. I mean, it's just, it's a lot. And um, so I usually try to have everything kind of done a little bit early. Like I said, turn the music on light a candle, it kind of set the ambiance and get everybody kind of out of the um, mode of in the kitchen, lining everything up and kind of enjoy the party mode. So do what you can, anything you can be done in advance, just do it. You will be happier the day of. My, so my godparents are like famous for being like an hour late to everything. And my parents one time were throwing this dinner where you had to be on time. It was like a mystery dinner. So you didn't know what the menu was. You just chose things. And then the host put together your plate and you might end up with like out silverware. Oh no. Just because you didn't know what it was. It sounds fun. I want to yes. do it sometime. But yes. this time, my so they told my godparents it was an hour early. So that way they'd be on time. And they decided oh to gosh. surprise my parents and got there an hour earlier than what they were told. So they were two hours early for the party. And my mom oh said, my like, you know, God. she felt like she was scrambling because she was, like, trying to hide everything. Which, obviously, you don't have to be ready for a party two hours in advance. But being ready in True. advance makes it, you know, that doesn't happen. Cause you need, you feel like you need to entertain yes. someone. And then meanwhile, you're like, sorry, if I entertain you in this living room right now, then like all our dinner is going to burn. And so you, it's just, don't put yourself in that position. Obviously two hours is, is uh, <laughs> we hope that doesn't right. happen, but it will. I mean, but literally every party I throw, somebody shows up at least 
I mean, at least 25 minutes mm-hmm. early. And I literally just, I'm like, no, why are you here? But if you've prepped in advance and you just know that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, like I said, like we talked about, grab a glass of champagne and sit down. Um, but just it, the key is just cooking in advance. So then all you have to do is warm. Yeah. And I like, I like uh, cooking it in advance because I feel like my makeup always just melts off if I'm like standing yes. over the stove or trying to put stuff together. So if you can just warm the day of and add like maybe some fresh accents to it, then that is oh, for sure. Yeah. Cause I don't do that as yeah. often as I should. Yes, definitely baking in advance. Yeah. When I'm in the kitchen, like doing a whole haul of food or like baking and cooking, I look like a hot mess. So yes. to try to also turn around and like take your you know, hair down and turn around and smile and be like ready for your guests who all look super refreshed because they didn't do anything. Like it's just, you kind of just feel like a mess. And so anything yes. that you can do in advance, um, it's, we've I've, I've said that before, most people leave, leave it to the end, but, and I'll do that too, but truly it helps do the grocery shopping two days before and then do the cooking yeah. and baking the day before. And then the day of is just kind of, you know, fluffing the throw pillows and you're ready. So, Yep. Um, so our last question is we both love thrifting and bargain hunting. So when you're decorating or you're entertaining, what are some items that you should splurge on? And then where can you save? You can save on white dishes. So I use a lot of white dinnerware mm-hmm. and white platters because they'll match any theme and decor. Uh-huh. Um, so I can pull a Christmas table with them, but turn around and use them for Easter. I have some simple ones that have a gold rim that are from Bed Bath & Beyond that are super affordable. Um, they're on my table right now for Thanksgiving. Um, but you can go to home goods and probably find them even cheaper, mm-hmm. even though they're pretty cheap from It's not like an expensive line at Bed Bath & Beyond, but, um, white, a white plate is going to look like a white plate no matter mm-hmm. what. So mm-hmm. solids like solid white, solid red, get those from anywhere. Like don't go pay, you know, $50 for a glass champagne flute from one place when you can get that at Target get the unique looking ones with like the etching or like, you know, the little Mm -hmm. decorations. I my mom passed some Waterford crystal down to me. I'm thankful for that, but I would, and then all my basics, like my basic glassware and stuff is just super cheap because then if it breaks, you don't feel Mm -hmm. bad and awkward and guilty and you don't have to worry about it. But like plain wine glasses, just get basic ones. So save when it comes to like plain solids, because no one's really going to know that that wine glass didn't come from somewhere really expensive because it looks just like it did. But then I like to splurge on, usually I'll splurge on flowers. Although I do tend to hit up like Kroger and Publix and try to find a bunch that are affordable mm-hmm. before I will go to my florist. And you have so, in Nashville, right? We do. It's a bit of a drive, but we do I have wish, it and it is helpful. I wish we had Trader Joe's. That They I always know, have like the too. best like eucalyptus. Like they have really good yes. florals, so... Although you can dry that. So I'm currently drying some eucalyptus oh. and I, feel, I don't feel like it looks, it, do, it does lose a little bit of its like, mm. you know, luster, but it's, but dried eucalyptus is pretty too. So I'm going to try to see if I can like salvage some from a recent um, party and use it again in the future. So I, um, I definitely think anything that's unique looking, like if you see some gorgeous plates somewhere that add them to a wish list, some, because you're probably not going to be able to find those somewhere else, but, right. but don't spend a lot on a white plate and don't spend a lot on a red placemat or something really silly <laughs> that's simple. Um, you know, splurge on those really unique kind of um, signature items and then let everything else um, be something you grab at home goods. I live 1.2 miles from a home goods and it is like all I can do not to that be over there all day long yes, every day. That's yes. like, well, you have to like go often to check in. It, the you stuff know? rotate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I really love, <laughs> yeah, I really love um, Ballard 
And um, I really love William Sonoma's like home plates. Like I just bought the, I just bought some there too, but those are not cheap. Like they're not. And so you, I'll, I'll check also for like coupon codes, but sometimes like when I want it and I want it now, like there's not a code, I'm like, dang it, I'll just do it. So I think you, you know, say, but I would not, I would not dare be buying some plain looking plate from somewhere really expensive. So I definitely think get the basics from as cheap as you can, because you'll probably use them so much that you'll rotate it throughout, you know, like, and obviously make sure it's decent enough quality, but um, then all those really fun, unique, you know, whether it's Waterford or whether it's like a China that you registered for or whatever, let those be kind of the shining star pieces. But actually, if you look at the tables on Instagram or on the blog, you'll notice that I I kind of rarely even pull out a lot of the signature pieces. You will see these white plates I'm talking about on almost every dang table. And they all look different because you change out the tablecloth and you change out the flowers. Sometimes my tables don't even have flowers. You'll look and see. So you'll change out a centerpiece and it looks like a totally different table. Um, Another thing I kind of splurge on because you can reuse it is on Etsy. Um, I have a small addiction with buying place cards in my family's names in like different calligraphy styles. Mm-hmm. I cannot write in calligraphy. I thought about it for like a minute one time. And then I was like, again, know your strengths, but yeah. I went on there and bought um, like gold on white and um, a gold on black. And I think I have a pink and then they have some really pretty marble hexagons with gold writing. So I'll get my family and extended family. There's usually about eight is usually what I'll order, um, maybe 10. But And then I put them away. Like the names in your family are not going to change, <laughs> we hope. <laughs> so, um, you know, usually then you just store them away and you could pull those back out. And I really feel like that makes a table really special, mm-hmm. um, especially like at Christmas time. And, you know, you don't have to have someone name there but I just feel like it's something my mom did I thought it was cute another thing she did this is random but she would she has these little tiny um, picture frames I did it for Thanksgiving last year but these little tiny picture frames and Michael sells little tiny ones in like every kind of style like gold silver you know free food ones but anyway and then she would put pictures sometimes baby pictures but sometimes just like you know present day pictures of everyone in the family and that was their little place card with a little picture in front of each seat but yet you could just put them away and pull them back out. So you don't really have to splurge on that either. That's not even that expensive to do. So those little kind of touches, um, you know, are things that like on Etsy, like grab some place cards, put them away. They're, it's probably only, they're probably like a dollar fifty a piece, I think. And then put it away. So I really probably don't splurge very often. Flowers are probably like the only thing I'll do. Just, you know, and sometimes this is also, I can't believe I'm going to admit this, but um, <laughs> like got me talking and I can't spell, stop. You can spell it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I will also go and I mean, I will, especially if that's like a big party, I threw a baby shower recently and I spent a lot at the florist because I wanted, you know, like white peonies and all that kind of stuff, but they didn't have a lot of what I wanted and, um, that looked good. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Oh, what am I going to do? And so my mom and I were at Hobby Lobby and we pulled a few stems of greenery and a few ranunculus in the, in the cream color I wanted. And then we stripped a lot of the fake looking leaves off mm-hmm. of them. Like we just cut them off and then we trimmed it down and we tucked it in with the reel and it just bulked it up a little. And then after the party, we save all those things and then we'll use them again. If we ever have a similar like white or cream color, color scheme, we'll just pull those out and it'll just bulk. I think we have a few fakes also in pinks and peaches. Cause I uh-huh. use those colors mm-hmm. a lot in the spring, but I'll go buy flowers, but now I don't have to buy 
like, you know, a bucket Mm -hmm. of flowers. I only have to get a few little ones and then I can bulk it up a little bit. So don't be afraid to get some silk or faux flowers. Just kind of pick carefully and then strip away a lot of the like really awkward neon green, obviously fake (laughs) uh, plastic looking leaves. So strip those off. And then also you can just like add greenery from your backyard, like, you know, Mm -hmm. so I do it all the time for free. So that like adds you know, more bulk with that silk. That's yes, a great absolutely. Thing. I've never thought about there's, that. Me neither. Yeah. There's a plant that I use all the time, all the time. Like literally every table that has greenery, it's a Nandina bush. Um, I would go, I mean, they've been at the two houses I've lived at. They, I guess they're like a common kind of like filler shrub in people's mm-hmm. yards, mm-hmm. but go look it up and plant one of these things. They are, it's a soft little green leaf and it has, the, it just is so pretty. It looks like it should be like sold at Whole Foods or Trader Joe's uh-huh. for, you know, $10 mm-hmm. stem. And I tuck <laughs> it around plates. I tuck it on platters. I put it down in bouquets. Like we talked about to kind of bulk up the greenery. Um, eucalyptus is great too, but don't grow that one. But Nandina just, I think it's just N-A-N-D-I-N-A. I've never actually looked it up, but if you don't have this plant, then go plant this thing because it's like my workhorse plant. And I'm, I'm probably like pruning it too much lately, but truly, I mean, it is that, oh my God, there's a chocolate brunch on the blog where the entire table is basically Nandina. Um, I just shot something the other day that's a ton of Nandina. So it's just, I don't even know. It's just a shrub outside. I, I suggest everybody go plant one. And everybody, everybody's that. in the ending bush. That's um, a good idea. Yeah. I just looked it up and I think my parents have one. So I might have to like sneak over there sometimes and like Done. take some of it. Get it. Yeah. Get I'll it. It's a good green. invited if you bring <laughs> Exactly. It's amazing. Like I'll like a little bit like, mom, I need Nandina. And she like knows what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. And I'm like, I need to tuck it around this or that. Or like on a table runner, sometimes if I have like a few – vases down the center. It just looks stale, mm-hmm. like right around the table runner. Like, what do I do there? You know, I don't know. And so I just set these little Nandina stems down and um, on the edge of like a cheese board or charcuterie board, greenery always helps. I kind of learned that in the sense that my day-to-day life is usually shooting food mm-hmm. or tables. And so yeah. the, uh, just being a styling tip is to add like a sprig of thyme to the top of mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. you know, or, and, and not, not only for photos, but real, real parties <laughs> too. You can add kind of rosemary is another big one. Um, sprigs of that on charcuterie boards, cheese boards, platters, even if there's not rosemary in a dish, it just tuck it around the edge. And it's just kind of adds those charming touches that kind of make things seem a little bit special, but yet you didn't actually have to do that much, <laughs> no, which is key. I yes, absolutely love that. I do that with cocktails a lot mm-hmm. is, you know, I'll put yes. like a sprig of rosemary float. I love had it. a Friendsgiving and I like floated some cranberries and, you know, it was just mm-hmm. really fun. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like no one, and like, I remember my husband like, but do you eat those raw? Like, doesn't matter. No, <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Like, that's not the point. Right. It's something to um, play with. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a garnish. Yeah. So I garnish, I garnish heavily and a lot and I love it. So don't be afraid to like go out. I have a, like a big planter in my backyard with basil, thyme, rosemary, dill, I think parsley. Um, and I am always adding greenery to stuff. So just, you know, plant a few things and then you will love using those and clipping those for food and tabletop. That is so awesome. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you for all your tips. It was so fun having you here. Yay. This was so fun. I loved it. I kind of love reminding myself of all these tips. Now I need to go make sure I do all my baking <laughs> the day before and don't get distracted. But um, no, I love sharing tablescape tips and entertaining tips. And anytime anybody has questions about kind of the, the art of entertaining, I am here. Where can everyone find you and um, get all of these tips 
from you. Yeah, I am at Pizzazzeri, which is P-I-Z-Z-A-Z-Z-E-R-I-E. It's a weird <laughs> word. I'm at Pizzazzeri on all social media accounts. And so, or you can just email me at Courtney at Pizzazzeri.com. But I um, am on the blogs, Pizzazzeri.com and on Instagram. And so just find me there if you have a question or you want to follow along with my crazy life. Um, <laughs> I would love to see y'all there. Yes. Yes, George. George is my favorite. And your book, Pizzazzeri, would be a great book to give uh, this Christmas season. Mm-hmm. So definitely check that out. Yes. I got mine from Amazon. Um, yes, Amazon always book. has things on the book. And on they sale. have a coupon yes, have right now. Like if you click on yes. it, you get an extra coupon or extra money off. Awesome. Yes, you can grab it on Amazon. Um, it is a fun gift to give because it has a ton of my favorite recipes in it. Then you can follow Jackie at JVAlexander16 on Instagram. And you can follow me at Jacqueline Humble. And then you can follow our podcast at The Millennial Homemakers. And I hope that y'all tune in next week. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.